Recording started. Amen. We thank everybody for tuning in to ELR Prophetic Ship Podcast Network, where we're sharing the gospel and then spreading it out through 39 countries and 50 states on tonight. We thank everybody for tuning in on tonight. Amen. On a mantle of prayer. Amen. On tonight. And we just give God the glory for what he is doing in this season. We're just forever grateful. Amen. For those are proud supporters. Amen. The numbers actually were sticking up for a couple of days that we was down. Amen. But we give God the glory. Amen. On today. Amen. God bless everybody for coming in. Amen. God bless you. Hey, Jesus, we miss you. Amen. Thank you for coming in. Thank you for tuning in. Amen. On tonight, the ELR Prophetic Ship Podcast Network on tonight. God bless you. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. We're going to get the word of glory. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Come on, bless the Lord on tonight. Come on, bless the Lord on tonight. Hallelujah. Come on, bless the Lord on tonight. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Come on, bless the Lord tonight. We're going to give God the glory on tonight. Radan de 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 bel socorro, radan de 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 de
Radan de Rabasho, de Rebeben de Shay, Radan de Reboso, oh Radan de Rebe, Rebesi Kiaran de Bosoko, Radan de Rebeshe. Father, we thank you, God, on tonight. Father, we thank you, O oh God, as we stand in your presence on tonight. Father, as we stand in your presence, O oh God, Father, begin to strengthen each and every one of us that is in this room, that are listening live on the air on tonight. Hallelujah. Come on and bless the Lord on tonight. Come on and just lift up your hands, O oh God, on tonight. Amen. Just tell the Lord, thank you. Just tell the Lord. Come on and bless the Lord tonight. Manda baba basho ko rababam debebebeshe baso ko debebebeshe ka rababam debebebe debebosho ko rabam debebosho ko debebebeshe. Come on and bless the Lord on tonight. Hallelujah. Debebebam debebosho ko debebebam rababam rabam debebebeshe ke debebebamanda se robosho ko de. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you for your blood. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Father, strengthen us on tonight. Raban, Rebe, Shekin, Deda Mabande, Robosuk, Dedebo Shatabalaba, Reben, Dedebe, Shek, come on, come on, come on. Rabababasuko, Dedebe, Shek, Rabam, Dedebe, Shekon, Dedebe, Rabebebo, Sukum, Delabancha, Shek, Dedebe, Shukum, Debebebe, Rabab, Dababa, Sukum, Debe, Reben, Dia, Sukum, Dedebe, Shek. Come on and bless the Lord on tonight. Come on and bless the Lord on tonight. Ra Raban Debebe Shekan Dalaraba. Debebo so come debebe debeba mate. Rebe mama so debebe shek. Come on and bless the Lord. Dalaraban Debelaban. Rebo so come debebe shek. Diadaban Dalaban so come debebe shek. Father, we speak right now into her body right now in the name of Jesus. We touch. In the power of the agreement that you shift the atmosphere, we shift the anointing in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you as we stand on your presence on tonight. We speak to her body right now in the name of Jesus. Father, Father, you said in your word that I should not give us the spirit of fear, but you gave us power, love, and sound mind. And so, Father, as we enter into your presence on tonight, Father, strengthen us right now. And I speak, amen, we touch in a power agreement. Everything that affects the central nervous system, we kill it right now. Everything that is out of order, we kill it right now. Rebendia so come de, 
Father, oh God, we stand right now. Every form of witchcraft, everything that is surrounding us, everything that is a warfare, Father, we come into your presence right now. In Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you for healing in advance right now in the name of Jesus. Every pain that is affecting your body, I serve the enemy, the eviction notice right now. I cancel every diabolical sinner that come against her right now in her body. And so, Father, I speak as an oracle. I speak right now in the name of Jesus. I call for Babosa, Apostle chief apostle Amos Horton name how as we lift his name above you right now Father we speak spiritual healing we speak the psychological healing we speak emotional healing we speak power healing saturate them oh God in the name of Jesus Father give them rest oh God give them rest in the spirit man give them rest psychological give them rest emotionally give them rest Father, we speak
Hallelujah. <laughs> Robertson Lang, amen, so people would I be able to identify, amen, on tonight, so we just give God the glory, the body, we to 
and then we're gonna sit back and feast on the man on tonight. Amen. God bless you. Bless you, bless you. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Hello. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hey, perfect. Hallelujah. Can you hear me now? Yes. Praise him. Okay. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord for being here tonight on the line tonight. Amen. We thank God for all our countries. Amen. All these special greetings. Amen. To Jesus from Cuba and his family. Amen to everybody around the world. Amen. And we thank God for the opportunity to preach the gospel to you uh, from my uh, kitchen table. Amen. Hallelujah. And I praise you in advance. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And uh, we're going to go to the book of Hallelujah, God. Let's go to Hallelujah. Uh, the book of Exodus, third chapter, I believe it is. Amen. Hallelujah. Third chapter. Amen. Of, of Exodus. Amen. Hallelujah. And we're going to teach tonight about being in the presence of God. Hallelujah. To being in the, the presence of God. That's what we need in order to be healed, what we need in order to know him. Hallelujah. Yes, God is like allowing us as a people of God uh, to be redeemed by him only if we know how to get into the presence of God. In other words, to be in a place with God spiritually, not in the natural, but in the spiritual realm, God wants us to know how to step into his presence so he can manifest himself, whether you're by healing, whether by your family members, that God wants us all to know how to uh, go before him in the spirit, and then God heals, then God motivates, then God changes, amen. So here, amen, into the book of Exodus, amen. We're talking about, hallelujah, Moses. Moses is out there. And um, he ran across and God, and God began to tell him to pull off your shoes, for thou standest on holy ground. Hallelujah. Father, let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word tonight. We thank you for the presence of the Holy Spirit in this room, in this spiritual room. I thank you, God, that we can reach thousands and thousands of people. 
hallelujah, with the justice, this podcast, this place, the designated time for us, God. We thank you now. Because right now we know that the world isn't in a different place and time zone spiritually. We thank you now there is a war, amen, in Russia, between Russia and the other country, amen. And we thank you, God, even now the Chinese are talking about sending missiles our way, God. So we know now we are walking in dangerous times, but we know that God has promised us that he will take care of all our needs. He will promise us that he will provide, protect, and defend us because we have given our lives to him. Oh, God, so I thank you allow me to tap into the minds spiritually and the heart spiritually of your people that I can touch him through y'all by the word of God in the name of Jesus. I want you to know that St. Moses lived for 140-something uh, years. Amen. There's only one other man in the whole world that lived that longer, and it was called Melchizedek. And Moses, amen, was born in a time when babies were being killed because um, the king knew that if I could keep the men, if I could get the men, they would be able to produce children. I cannot produce values. I cannot produce things of God because men produce. Women are receivers. We catch the things from them. We get the sperm from them. The men are producers. So if I can take all uh, the, ba- the male babies, there won't be a production of the Word of God. So at this time, uh, uh, Moses' mother decided I didn't want my child to die. So he made a way so that um, that Pharaoh's daughter come down and they were, she was down in the stream and happened to see this baby coming along. But it was the destiny of God allowing Moses to live. Well, we have to be careful what we name our children. Moses means to be drawn out of the water. When we're we're born into the womb, we are in a in a in a place, a cocoon, a place that we are put there to breathe and think and to grow and prosper. And our destinies are created before our time. For he says unto us, Amen. The book of Jeremiah one, he says, I knew you. Uh, Joshua, I knew you, I knew you before Jeremiah, before you were formed in your mother's womb. I yet have a plan for you, a plan for good and not for evil. So every person who is born in this earth, on this planet, hallelujah, God has allowed us to be born. Amen. God has allowed us. I don't believe that any baby, hallelujah, that God has not allowed to be born has ever been born. But the ones that God has allowed them to be born, God will make a way out of no way at all. So 
So here, this child is brought up in the household of Pharaoh. This child was taught the tactics of war. He was educated. He was he knew all the principles. He knew all the doctrines. He was catered to by his adopted mother. That's the thing about being adopted, amen. Spiritually as well as naturally, when you adopt a child that does not come from your womb, there is no difference, there should be no difference between the unborn one that came from your womb or the one that you carried they that change and taught how to walk, to talk, and be taught about the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, here we go down the river. I believe that Mother, Mother Arosa, her mother, uh, didn't want to put her child away, but I believe that she loved God enough to say, God, you take care of her, I can't. That's what we have to do with ourselves today. We have to tell our children, our grandchildren, that God, you birthed them, but you've got to take care of them, especially now when they're teaching these children about all kinds of sexual things at early ages or, or are living in an age where the men want to be women and the women want to be men. There is such a dynamic of transmission of satanic forces running rampant in the world today. Amen and everything, whether it's not holiness, or whether it's horrorism or anything else. We are now walking in time. Hallelujah. Amen. That, Dem- that Timothy says, he says, um, for in the last days there will be, uh, there will be, in, uh, uh, that will love uh, themselves more than loving God. Yeah, somebody don't, they love themselves. They'll take care of themselves. They'll pray for themselves. They'll do for themselves, but they won't do anything for themselves. Why? Because they're selfish. That means they're self-centered. But Moses' mother was not self-centered. So she sent her child down the river, not knowing, but saying, God, I trust you with my children. I trust you with its future. I trust you with its past. But you know, as he said in the book of Job, 13th chapter, he says, Lord, but you know the way that I take. You know what I'm going to go through. You know how I'm going to come out. You know there's going to be destruction in the land. You know, hallelujah, that they think that this, this germ of disease in America and around the world is over now, but it is not over because there were 12 plagues or 10 plagues in the world, and there's still, I believe, we have an offspring of one of these plagues today, 2022. Because the Bible says there's nothing hidden under the sun. That means these things will revolve and revolve and revolve maybe a different way, whether it's the flu or the bird flu or the chicken flu or any kind of flu. God does things so that he's trying to get attention to us. So here Moses going down the river, finds um, this adopted mother, and she takes care of the mother. But then Moses grows up and he begins to know that they were treating the people bad. They knew, he, he knew what right was from wrong, which means his, his adopted mother must have known something about God because she taught him the right way. 
the problem. Sometimes we can teach our children what will they, what will they really do what you tell them to do. You can tell them what to say. But if it's not in their heart, when the children depart or not in front, in a front of the children, they do what they want to do. So that's why we need to pray. Well, again, Moses went through this, that, and the other and killed somebody. But at the end of the day, he comes back and God allows Moses to step into the presence of God. Sometimes we have excuses that I, I, I don't know how to preach. I, I don't have a gift. I don't know what to do and, and this and other. Sometimes it's, it's the time, but maybe it's not the time. We can't question God, but if God calls you to preach, preach. If God didn't call you to preach, don't preach. And if you're still in doubt, wait on him. And Moses waited on his deliverance, waited on to doing the right thing. And while he was on the backside of the mountain, Moses now was married, married to an Ethiopian woman. It was a black woman. And he was now on the backside of the mountain. And, and he was learning his relationship with him. Sometimes God will put you in a place that you don't know nobody else, but you're just trying to find out if there's a real God. Sometimes we go through so much that we can't see the hand in front of our faces while we're going through so much in the presence of God, in the presence of God. But when you get in the presence of God, when you begin to search God, when you be trying to find out, now, Lord, um, um, I don't understand stuff, but you promised me you're going to take care of me. Now Moses comes into the third chapter, third, the third chapter of Exodus. And he says here on verse um, 3 and 1, now Moses kept the flock in Jethro's father in law and the priests of the Midianites and he led the flock to the backside of the desert. Now why did he go to the backside of the desert? Why? First of all, he could graze his cattle or his cows, his lambs. He could take care of these things without being interrupted. And then the 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 the, the shepherd and the sheep could begin to know each other, and they begin to understand uh, each other's voice. That's why we end up sometimes in the wrong churches, because you're not in the right place with your shepherd. There's a lot of shepherds, come on, come a lot on. of leaders, a lot of apostles. But you've got to know your shepherd for yourself. You better say it. Everybody's supposed to be in the right church. Not everybody's in the right place. Not everybody, but see, you've got to know your own shepherd, okay? Not by his money, not by what he does, not what he's a But do you know your shepherd's voice? Because when you know your shepherd's voice, nobody else's voice matters. You could give him a million dollars, but if it's not your shepherd that God has called you to be in, you will still be lost. So here Moses on the backside, following his father-in-law's instructions to the backside of the mountain. Verse 2, as the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of 
fire in the midst of a bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. I want you to understand every time we talk about the word fire, it, is, it must consume something. Because it is a principle or law or natural principle. If I burn something, it must be consumed. Like the word of God. When you read the word of God and know it and understand it and have a relationship, it cannot be consumed by a man. It cannot be consumed by a woman. It cannot be consumed by a government. But you are consumed by what the word of God says. That's why it's important to know your word for yourself. I understand that when you young saints and your young leaders and your young apostles, but there the Bible talks about there must be a season of maturity. Because what you did in the first grade, you should have maturity to know. Now, by the time you get to the 12th grade and you're getting ready to graduate high school, there must be accountability. There must be a growth, a spiritual growth in God. I could not just be reading the same thing year after year and have no spiritual growth. In other words, when we go to to pre-K and then we go to first grade, we learn to write our A, B, Cs, and we begin to know our colors. Why? Because now I'm beginning to learn to understand the things and principles and loyalty and access to the public school system or the private school system because I want you to understand that God loves you, but we must follow the principles, the morals, the understanding of the word of God so that when that master, when that leader is teaching you the word of God, you must see the word for yourself. So I can teach you the letter A, but if you don't know how the letter A is formed, I will never understand it. So he could teach me anything, but it is not lying with what I understand, because understanding without money, you can be broke. Without understanding, you will be broke, confused, because you don't know what to do, there is no understanding of the word of God. So here, Moses approaches a bush does not burn, and it burns. But they don't understand because the law says that once I see something burning, it must be destroyed. It must be killed. So now we're talking something about something naturally happening as to something spiritually that it should not happen. But why did Moses, why did God come and put him to the backside of the mountain 
spot. So sometimes we won't be distracted. Sometimes we put in things in our lives and we don't understand. We're saying, Lord, I know you love me. I know you hear me, but I don't understand this thing. Why? There are times in our lives that we must be set apart so God can deal with our attitudes, deal with our tempers, deal with our losses, deal with our confusion, deal with our bad marriages, deal with us. Because he simply loves us. Jesus loves us more than we can think or imagine, but we still cannot use an excuse for sin. Here Moses on the back side of the mountain and uh, it does not tell you how close the the, the, the the animals are, how the lambs are, but it does tell you that all of a sudden he approached this bush. And there was a fire. There was something there out of the ordinary that God said, oh, I got to see this thing. Oh, I got to get this fish. Oh, I got to go to this man to God. Oh, I got to get my healing. Because God said, hey, look at here. I'm over here. I'm over here. I'm fire here. I cannot be consumed. Here, um, something's going on, but you don't understand. Pay attention, pay attention. God's trying to tell us, pay attention. No, no, you're trying to do what you want to do. And when we get ready to do what we want to do and not what God's doing, we are not in the place and the will of God. I say, God, you promised me a million dollars. You promised me. You promised me. I'm not going to leave here. What about my promise? Well, look at here. Time and promise are two different things. That's why we have to know that time and promise connect together because sometimes you might do something if it's not out of a season, it's not going to happen. Because it says into Ecclesiastes 3 chapter, it says this, for everything there is a, what, season. Season to live, a season to die, a season to be happy, a time to plant, a time to pick up. Those different seasons in our lives where here Moses was having a season on the backside of the mountain. He had gotten married. Amen. About that time when the in the Old Testament, when a man got married, uh, you were allowed to go away from war and do everything for a year to spend time your wife, to know your wife, to love your life, to build a family. For one year in the Old Testament, you are allowed to do nothing, to cater, to love, to know, provide, because you're trying to establish a relationship. Now, so that means for at least one year, Moses had been married, and now he's out there. He's working with his lambs, he's teaching, he's doing what he needs to do. He's a father-in-law, and he takes instructions from our leaders or our father-in-law. So we have to take, um, uh, take instructions. When you don't understand stuff, take instructions. When you want to have it your way, take instruction because true men of God, true leaders are not going to do something or tell you something 
contrary to the Word of God. If it's in the Word of God, it must be line upon line and precept upon precept. You can't say, I'm going to do this over here, and I'm going to do No, no, no. The Bible says line upon line and precept upon precept. So here Moses has a relationship with his father-in-law, but yet he saw something magnificent and something that set his whole life in a different direction. That's why I believe that God allowed Moses to live those years because one part of his years, he was 40 years in the years learning, and another 40 years in the desert, and now in the last 40 years of his life, he is back and letting the people, went to Moses and said, let my people go. Why? Because he has, he has an assignment from God. He has an assignment to do what thus said the Lord. We have an assignment to fulfill a promise. We have an assignment to teach our children. We have an assignment, but it all starts in the presence of God. So if we don't know how to get into the presence, when, how will we know to love God? How do we learn from him? How, how do I get in a place that is just God and you and you and God? If you don't have a relationship, if you don't know his word, if you don't fast, if you don't pray, hallelujah, how do you dive into the presence of God? We don't all get into the presence of God by fasting during overnight. I don't think Moses on the on the on the backside uh, fasting forty days and forty nights. Uh, uh, Jesus went forty days, forty nights. Look here, but there are times we have to grow in grace. We have to learn to do things according to His will. Because when I die, I'm not waiting for my pastor or my leader to say, "God, oh." Uh, Glenda was such a woman. Glenda did this. No, no, no. I've got to get into the presence of God. And then God will say to me, depart from me, I know. Not. Or, or, okay, there will be a time that we will all die. He said, but he will break through the clouds, and then the dead shall rise up. So he's letting us know there will be a time that we will walk in line, lockstep with Jesus one day. And now Moses is moving into the spirit realm with God. When he steps into that holy place of spirit of God, he is now going into the realm of the spirit and talking and knowing he is in the presence of him. You get into the presence of God, your pastor can't tell you where you are. No, you ought to know your own self now because you are now we must mature in grace we must mature in the things of god we have to mature so that what happens if you can't find your pastor to pray for you what happens if you're on your deathbed and your pastor doesn't know right now you're getting ready to die that's why we must have a an internal relationship with him on a regular basis. You don't pray when you feel like it and don't pray when you don't feel like it. You don't pray 
because you're in church and then when you're home, you don't pray at all. No, 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 no. We have to be fervent. The Bible says I got to run after God. I got to seek his face. Almost like when we had a game years ago called hide and seek because we were counted to ten and at the end of ten, everybody has taken a place to hide and you've got to find me. So here as a people of God, we've got to find the presence of God and be nurtured in his word, in his glory, in his majesty because at the end of the day, if you're going to get in the presence of God and meet him one day, you've got to know him for as your personal savior. Believe that Moses found in that holy place a holy place of God. And that's why he talks to us about in Isaiah. Isaiah, he said, holy, holy, the whole earth is full of your glory, which means this earth, that's what the word says. He says, in this earth, in the spirit, in this body, somewhere there is a holy, sanctified, set-apart place for us as people of God. No, I can't be holy. No, I'm, I'm just a man. Yeah, you're a natural man. We are born, and, but we're talking about the spirit man, that when you die, that spirit man, that you were supposed to be connected with God, do you know him? Do you love him? Have you followed his instruction accordingly to the word of God? That's why you've got to know your word. You have to line it up because there are false preachers, there are false doctrines, there are false teachings, hallelujah, everywhere, whether it's Jehovah's Witness or whether it's Seventh-day Adventists or all these other denominations, but we we cannot afford to make a mistake and go to hell. Father Jehovah, they they don't believe in hell. They just believe, okay, well, when you die, this is it. That's it. Some religions that believe there is an actor, and some believes in certain things, but we're talking about our beliefs as Christians or Christ-like people who know him and the pardon of his sins. When God spoke to Moses, he said, he said, look here, my bush, there's a bush over here. There's a sanctified place. There's a holy place. There's a, a place where a royal priesthood can only be. So what I want you to do is pull off your shoes. That's why the Orientals today, whether it's Chinese or Japanese, any of the Orientals, well, amen, um, they, they use it as a symbol or a symbolic movement of cleansing and setting into the presence of their own. That's why they'll come and they'll put their shoes on the side over here and they'll walk in their houses because they believe that it's a sign of Respect that I'm honoring my father. I'm honoring my mother. I'm honoring the God that I serve. Here, God's telling Moses, he's saying, pull off your shoes. 
Because I'm going to teach you spiritually. Take off your natural shoes, and I'm going to take your spiritual shoes and put them in a sanctified, holy, set-apart place so I can deal with you, Moses. I need to set in a place, God, so I need you to deal with me. So if I died, whether I'm 2, 22, 32, 82, 62, Moses, spiritually, I want to put you in a spiritual place. You could be in a millions of people around you, but it's just God and you. And you and God, you've got to tune out everything. Tune out everybody. Tune out your husband. Tune out your children. Tune out because it is important. If you die, where would you end up in eternity? Here Moses realized that he had killed people. Moses knew he had been through a lot of things. Moses had moved to the backside of the mountain. Moses had been married. Moses is now as a good confidant to his father-in-law, Jethro. But Moses didn't understand, I have a destiny to keep in you. You, you think you can't talk. You, you, you figure you can't do what I call you to do. And if you want to use your brother to help you, that's fine. Here, but I sent you. I called you. I kept you. I nursed you. I nurtured you. I, I, I taught you the art of war. I taught you how to lead. And hallelujah. Sometimes we got to just learn to get up and do what God called us to do when you say you can't do it. Well, it's true because you ain't doing it. It's God doing it through you. Moses said, okay, I'm going to turn to this side, so I want to see this great thing. I want to see this presence of God. I want to see the mindset of God. I don't understand these things. I, I know I'm anointed. I know you kept me, God, but this thing, I want to see it for myself. It's almost like, like the Irish thing. I'm looking for a pot of gold. I'm looking for the anointing. I'm looking for a fresh fire. I'm looking for God to touch me and I touch him. There's only one other man in the world that just walked up out of here with Enoch because Enoch went into the presence of God. And there's nowhere in the Bible that we saw Enoch walk because he was so close to God that he walked out of his natural body never to be seen on the earth again. That means that we have the uh, the we have the the capability of doing these things. If you have moved into the spirit and move when God tells you to move and stop when He tells you to stop, that's why when the children of Israel went into the desert, He moved. The Bible says that they moved as the presence of God moved, and they stopped at the presence of God stopped. Why? Because Moses was in tune with the Spirit of God. Why? Because he understood the power of the Holy Ghost. He moved because there was something greater than him. There was something more powerful than him. And because Moses had the heart of God, some people don't have no heart. We might have a physical heart. 
but we're not talking about a spiritual heart. Because if you had a spiritual heart, we wouldn't be killing little children for no reason at all. If we had a, 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 a spiritual heart, we wouldn't hate anybody for colors and, and creeds and, and, and denominations. If we had the spiritual heart of God, these things would never happen. But because God says in the last day, then would become lovers of themselves. So that I love my wife more than I love myself. So that I'm going to, I'm going to, because I have the heart of God. Because I've got to feed somebody else when I don't have nothing. When I don't have a car, look here, look here, I, 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 I got to go and find something to help somebody else. Because the greatest thing you can do is help somebody else before you help yourself. I've got to love somebody else more than I love myself when I want to do something for myself. Because that's what true love is. We're talking about agape love now. There's a sexual love. There's a brotherly love. But we're talking about the God that creates the love of him to love us enough to die on a cross just for us. Amen. But the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire. Same place it talked about the flame of fire, even in the, whole, in, the in, in, in the New Testament. It says, and on the day of Pentecost, when they're on one accord. That Pentecost means five, 50 days, 50. The five Pentecostal days, the 50 days. Of Pentecost, he said, when they were on one accord, the saints, not the ants, hallelujah, the whores, not the whores, but I'm God. He's talking about my people that have gotten together in one place because when you get enough power, when you get enough power, when you get enough anointing, when you get people up on one accord, then that's when God moves. Because they have to reign the same mind, the same spirit. Uh, there's nobody no more powerful than you. You're not powerful than we're not. No, no, we're not. That we're not competing. God doesn't want us to compete. God wants us to love each other uh, enough to say that, brother, what you got, I got, and what I got, you got. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter the seat, God, because I serve the same God as you do. So that's why it's important to know the power of God, the fire of God, the anointing of God, because nothing can be burned without fire. But God allowed this thing happen because he wanted to know, to teach Moses about of his presence. When's the last time y'all had a fast or half a day fast? Turn off your cell phones. When's the last time, hallelujah, you say you love God, but are you fasting? You say you love God. What are you doing with God's sake? Are you love God? Are you going to do walking in his presence? Are you going to study his word? You're going to know who he is. Hallelujah. Because if you die, we have to answer to God, not your pastor, not your sister, not your mama, not your brother. Because when God calls Glenda, God called Glenda. And nobody else can answer. And he, I have to answer to God for what I do. What I see is not an excuse. Because if the word told me to love, I got to love. If God told me I got to do, I got to do it. If God told me I got to pay my tithes, I got to pay my tithes. I don't have no excuses. 
I've got to pay my tithe. Whatever church you go to, whatever ministry that you're connected with, you have got to pay your tithe. You can still be rich, you can be powerful, but if you don't pay your tithe, your money will go through your pocket. You wonder why all of a sudden you can never keep no money. Why? Because your money's just running loose to a bag, a paper bag. Why? Because we're not paying our tithes and doing what God called us to do. Now, if you give your tithe, you give an offering of $10, as far as I'm concerned, you don't deal with God told you to do. Tithes. Pay. Tithes is for the upkeep of the church. Tithes to help the, the lights on, the, the things that need to be done. Tithes. We must pay our tithes. And when we don't pay our tithes, God holds you responsible because you say you are mature. But in that holy place of God, you know him. When you get to know him, you don't want to end up on a bed of affliction and dying at the last minute. And you say, Lord, forgive me. Yes, if you die, you die right then after you say, Lord, forgive me. Yes, you can make it in. What if you have an accident? You don't even know what's going on. Moses wants us as a people to know how to enter into the spiritual space of God so we can get to know him. I can't have my grandma's book of God. I, I got to know him for myself. My mother's gone on to heaven. I can't, I can't depend on what she told me. I got to depend on the word of God. I got to know the word by myself. Amen. Because I need your presence. I need your presence. I need your power. I need your input. And I always get people around me, look here, when you see I'm doing something wrong, step to me, tell me, tell me, tell me. Because sometimes the enemy will get you you're so blocked off and crazy that you don't even know you're walking in sin. That's why as saints, we must be accountable to each other. Okay? It's because God wants us to be what he called us to be. Not what you want to be, what you want to look like. You could be all dressed up in a brand new $100 suit every Sunday morning, but you can still go to head with your brand new suit and paid your tithes because God wants all of us, not a selective part of us. And that's why Moses took off his shoes because he realized he was in the presence of God. When's the last time? You realize you were in the presence of God, Erica. When's the last time, Mother, you realize you were in the presence of God? When's the last time you people have been in the presence of God? Turn off those lights. Get yourself by yourself and just talk to him because he is the God that can hear everybody in every place, every prayer, every country. Do you know the presence of God? Do you love him? Are you submitted to him? Are you submitted to his word? If you don't submit to the word of God, you're not submitting to him. So you can't have a selective gospel. You can do the things you like, but you tell me that you say you're not doing it. It's not the gospel. The Bible says to leaven the whole Lord, do everything. But what about the presence of God? So that if you were died tonight, 
where would you end up in eternity? That's a thought. If you were to die tonight, where would you end up in eternity? You might have had your will set up. You might have had everything in order for your children. You have everything for your your son and daughter. No, 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 no. But where will you end up in eternity? The Bible tells us there's a gulf, there's a valley, that we cannot cross back once we go to the other side. And it doesn't matter whether you're an apostle. It doesn't matter whether you're a preacher. It doesn't matter whether you're evangelist. It doesn't matter whether you're a cook. It doesn't matter if you work on a ship. Hallelujah. At the end of the day, when you leave these physical bodies, this earth suit, I call it, when we walk, we get out of these earth suits and have to answer to God, have you ever experienced the spirit and the presence of God? He also told us in Daniel 10, at one point, this entity that, that, that walked into the presence of Daniel, and he said, Daniel fell as a dead man Why? because he was in the presence of God. Whether in the Old Testament or the New Testament, so even when Christ died and he came back, he, he was seen all over the place. Why? Because he came back to prove he was still yet alive. Jesus wants us to know, as a people tonight, have you experienced the presence of God? Are you know him? Check yourself. Am I treating people right? Am I loving him right? As I've forgiven everybody in my life that have hurt me, that don't mean you have to put up with them the rest of their life. But we must forgive. The Bible says how many times must forgive? Yeah, you know, we must forgive and forgive and forgive and forgive and forgive. But you know what? God knows whether or not that person is using an excuse to forgive because they want to do wrong. But do you really love God enough to do what's right? Because Moses was running away from God the other side of the mountain. But God got a hold to him and let him know, it ain't over. Thanks, it ain't over to the fat lady's thing. It ain't over to God move. It ain't over to your last day on this earth. It ain't over. And we have a chance tonight, no matter whether we're 10 years old, 15 years, 60 years old, 85, 9, 100, we have an opportunity to get into the spirit of God and the presence of God and say, save me, cleanse me, wash me, put me in the place that I can know you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. For tomorrow is not promised. But when you turn in reference into the book of Romans chapter 10, it says this, it says that what I must confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that I may be saved. So if there's anybody on the line, if there's anybody under the sound of my voice wish to give their lives to Christ, you have opportunity. It is in the book of Romans in the 10th chapter because tomorrow is not promised. There's, you, there's an even promise that after this podcast that you might would die. There's no promises. 
But have you known Christ? And do you know him for you as your personal Savior? And are you walking in the image of Jesus Christ? Let's close out. Father, we thank you for the word tonight. God, I, I, I ask you every day, teach me how to, to walk into the presence of God. God, teach me how to love you when I don't feel like I'm lovable. Teach me how to forgive when I just don't want to forgive. I, I, I've been hurt. I've been all kinds of stuff, God, but I, because I know the only way I can get to you is through you and through the word of God. God, cleanse me, wash me, purge me, knock me out. I don't care. However you need to do it, God, but save my spirit man so that I can enter into heaven to see you one day. God, we thank you, God, for everybody on the line, every country in the world, every every person that's listening to us by the sound of my voice. God, save us, cleanse us, wash us, God, because we don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. God, we know that we are now entering in a new a new season, a new year in 2023. God, we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know whether this virus is getting worse. We don't know how many people might die. We don't understand it, God, but we trust in you, and we know you. We believe in you, and we hold you, hallelujah, that you love us enough to keep us in the right direction with you. God, let's allow us to walk, hallelujah, holy for you. Help us to walk, it says in Isaiah, hallelujah, holy, holy, the whole earth are full of his glory. So God, allow this Holy Spirit, hallelujah, in our body to surround us and keep us. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Heavenly Father, Prince of Priests, mighty warrior, in Jesus' name, will you be able to walk? And stand in a place with God and know him for your personal Savior and repent for your sins. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. Thank amen. you, Jose. Thank you. Thank amen. you. Hallelujah. Jesus, thank you for everybody on the line. Amen. Because we want to know, hallelujah, if we die tonight, where would we end up in eternity? We want to know that Jesus loves us. And it's not an excuse to sin. But we have to grow in grace and know that what Jesus has called us to do. I believe we will not leave this earth until God have allowed us to do what we call us to do when we are new creatures in Christ. I will not die until everything that God called me to do will get done. And I believe the same thing for you. But we have, God wants us to grow closer. I believe in 2023, you think 22 has been rough, hallelujah, but when you get to the 223, it's going to be tragedy after tragedy and things after things, hallelujah. But God has promised us. So he will promise us and take care of us all our needs. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We'll turn it over again to our apostle for the hour. Amen. Hallelujah. Apostle. Amen. 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 We thank you.
Amen on tonight. We thank you on tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen on tonight. Amen for amen. what we are uh, doing right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But come on and just bless the Lord right there. Just a few minutes. Hallelujah. And just give him a Hallelujah. few minutes. Hallelujah. Just give him a little worship. Amen. We get a little bit of worship. We're gonna worship our way out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. You deserve the glory. And the honor. So we lift our hands in worship. As we lift our hands in praise, you deserve the glory and the honor. So we lift our hands in worship. As we lift our hands and pray, and you pray, you lift us so great. Let's like you. There is no one else. You are Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You do miracles so great. Hallelujah. Come on, bless the Lord. Come on, bless the Lord on tonight. There was no one else. You are great. You do miracles so great. There was no one else like you. There is no one else. Hallelujah. You are great. You do miracles so great. There is no one else like you. 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 Thank you, Holy Ghost. There is no no one else, hallelujah, like you. Come on, bless the Lord on tonight. Come on, just bless the Lord on tonight. Come on, just take yourself off you and say, bless the Lord on tonight. Come on, bless the Lord on tonight. Come on, bless the Lord on tonight. Come on, bless the Lord on tonight. Hallelujah. As we be ready to go out of this place on tonight, we're going out, amen, with hallelujah, with fire, with reverences. We're going out on tonight. We are to give God the glory on tonight. He is doing hallelujah. Thank you. Come on and tell the Lord thank you. Come on and tell the Lord thank you on tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on and bless the Lord on tonight. Hallelujah. I know we have strength in our body, but I'm asking God to restore the strength back in the virtue, back into the lives of your people. Back into the lives of the speaker on tonight. Back into the lives of Elder Skinner on tonight. And the ones that are listening on tonight on live on the air. Those who are calling in, hallelujah, for the 12 callers that are calling in. We thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for shifting the atmosphere. We thank you for your anointing. We thank you for building us up. We thank you for restoration. We thank you for your strength. We thank you for your empowerment. And so, Father, oh God, on tonight, as we exit out of this room on tonight, as we exit out of the presence of the Lord, we thank for the speaker on tonight. Hallelujah. Prophet is right on tonight. Father, if we part of every form of distraction that is in your surroundings. Father, oh God, we speak it right now into the atmosphere, the stratosphere, the biosphere, the ionosphere, in the name of Jesus. And so, Father, we declare and decree, oh God, that you, you declare and decree that you saturate this place. My God from heaven, we thank you, Holy Ghost. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank you, Holy Ghost. 
on tonight. Come on and lift your voice on tonight and tell the Lord thank you. Come on, hallelujah. Come on from your belly. Come on, let's worship him. Let's worship him. Let's worship him.
Hallelujah. 